Hi guys, Craig here. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, Tell Craig Your Story. Today we'll be speaking to Jimmy Flint-Smith. Now, Jimmy is now residing in LA. He is an actor, a stuntman, producer, director, and he's also done some short films. So he is a jack of all trades, and he has met some of the biggest stars in the entertainment industry, and these are one of the good stories that I really like to hear how they've come from humble beginnings to really uh, pursuing you know, and doing well in their careers. But before we go, please go to our website. We are at Podbean. Tell Craig your story at podbean.com. We are on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, at Tell Craig Your Story. And we also have a link tree there that tells you where Tell Craig Your Story podcast is streaming, Apple iTunes, Google Podcast, Spotify, to name a few. All right, here we go. This is my chat with Jimmy Flint-Smith on Tell Craig Your Story podcast. Hey, Jimmy, how are you doing today? Hey, tonight. <laughs> You're currently in LA at the moment. So what what time is it now? What time we got here in LA? Uh, I think it's, it's coming up right on nine. Pretty close We're to nine, nine right now. Nine o'clock. Yeah. Right. So first off, my my first question to everybody is, um, how are you doing in the pandemic? Have you had to cancel things? Are you fam- Are you and your family staying safe? You know, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, no, I'm doing fine. I mean, it's obviously not ideal. Uh, I don't think anyone's having too much fun with it, but uh, yes. we have getting by. It, it's really tricky uh, because we're not really allowed to work out here. Uh, I live in Hollywood and I'm in the film industry. And uh, yeah, we're pretty much on hold until further notice. Uh, but, you know, you find side projects to work on. So staying busy with that. My folks, though, my family, my sisters uh, and my mom and dad, are back in Missouri, and uh, they seem to be doing just fine. Because you know what? When you live on a farm, every day is social distancing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true, absolutely. So, did you were you uh, on film at the moment, or, or like before in February, before it all sort of cra- come crashing down, or did you have plans to sort of do films, or you know, was there anything yeah. going at that time? There's there's a group that I work with actually. Um, uh, my agent reps uh, several people, uh, uh, a lot of which are uh, professional stuntmen, um, and I do right. quite a bit of myself when I'm not acting. And we kind of put together this uh, concept project um, that uh, we're, we're working on. And we're kind of finding ways around it, like working out of the state, you know, like uh, just things like that. You get creative. It just got delayed. I mean, yeah, more right. than, we're still going to get it done. Um, I had two auditions one callback for uh two different projects uh one was uh, a movie that was shooting in china <laughs> when this is all happening yeah, right the street from where it was happening so that got cut <laughs> right uh, yeah it was a war movie and uh i don't think they're doing it anymore <laughs> <laughs> well that's the funny thing I, I was actually in shanghai before this all happened so i, I got out of there straight away as well so um yes Actually, I, I went there uh, last year. Uh, last year, I was in the Forbidden City. And, uh, oh, yeah, right. Wow. Well, 
It's amazing. So tell us about tell us about that. I'm always interested to find out other people's opinions of China. Uh, what what did you think of that? Uh, it was it was a different world. You know, yes. it was really opposite of like everything in America. But you know what? It was a lot of fun. I mean, just the culture was so different. The little things that you take for granted, you know, um, are just, you know, the norms are not the same. So it was very interesting. And I love traveling for that reason. I actually travel quite a bit just to get a little taste of how everyone has it on the other side. And uh, it keeps it juicy. It keeps it nice and interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very, very interesting, Shanghai. But they've got some of their things that you see and you're not used to in the US and Australia, you know, that they'll be spitting in the, in the, in, uh, and it's like, oh my God. <laughs> but, but to them, it's just a, a, another, it's another thing. It's just the, what they do. So, you know, I'm sure when they come here and they go, oh my God, what did you do that for? So, you know, that, that, it longer than I've been around. So what am I going to say? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Absolutely. And did, where, where else did you go to? Uh, what other city? Did you go to Shanghai, Beijing? Uh, I was in Beijing. Yep. That was very short. A uh, little layover tour, actually. So I was there for 10 hours. Um, and I, I still got to see the, the Great Wall, um, Forbidden City, Tiananmen Square. And... I don't know, like a couple other things, but it it was a quick trip. We were really hoofing it. Um, also went to Hong Kong, which I loved. Went to Disneyland out there, Disney World, whatever they call it, in, uh, yes. in China. And uh, we did it up. Did Macau as well. And uh, nice. that same Philippines also, actually. It was, uh, nice. We were doing wed- uh, wed- uh, crazy rich Asians wedding out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> but what a, what an interesting all, all different cultures like the Philippines and then Macau is is very different again with all the casinos and the and you know so Hong Kong is a, again totally different. You, you're oh, yeah. getting to well, may as well talk about it now. So um, you've been to quite a lot of places uh, in your time. So I also saw that you had a trip to Costa Rica as well. So tell us a little bit about that experience as well. Oh man. Uh, I'll give you the highlights because uh, yeah. I'll talk all day. You let me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Costa Rica was great. Uh, stayed in a nice area, uh, gated community, which is a lot different than our gated community. Still got robbed, actually. It was kind of great because uh, they were the nicest crooks that I've ever not met. Sleeping in the in this building, and right, and it's a it's a nice area. Um, and in the morning, I come. I come out to the kitchen and the thing is out there, they don't use air conditioning a lot, even in the nicer areas. They just leave the windows open and there were bars in the windows. So no one can get in, right? It's safe, but you just let the night air come in (laughs) and all the bugs. But you know, I'm a country (laughs) person. Don't bug me too much. (laughs) But, uh, we think they used a hook or something to get through like a hook on a stick to get through the window and like took a, like got in our bags. But these guys are so nice. They, they took my wallet because I come out and I'm about to make breakfast and I see my wallet sitting on the kitchen sink with all my credit cards and my passports ah. and a little pile on top of it. No cash, but they left everything else and it was just right there. I'm like, well, that was considerate. <laughs> oh but that was, I guess that was yeah. the lesser fun parts of the trip. One of the better parts is going to uh, going surfing on this hidden beach out there that only the locals yeah, right. Really cool. You had to go through this like 
this uh, rickety bridge um, through like a marshland to get to this just beautiful, perfect beach on the other side. And you go through the jungle to get to that. So it was, you know, different types of rain. It's mostly jungle, but, you know, we went to Arenal, which is the one of the big volcanoes down there. And just wow. fantastic rainforest hikes. It's so lush and so hot up there, as you can imagine. Yeah heated from the earth you know <laughs> but, uh, and we got a guide to take us to belay so like we basically jumped off of waterfalls seven waterfalls to get back wow. down mountain slash by the cave it was amazing and then we went to hanging bridge national park yeah, which was wow. definitely a, a big instagram spot i'll just leave and, it at that yeah <laughs> and was that was that for work or did you actually do work down there was this like a you know, vacation or right. most of my overseas travel is pleasant just because I, i'm very worldly i love you know again i grew up in a small town where almost nobody ever leaves and it's great the people there are just awesome they really are awesome. just so nice people. they just don't leave a lot so when i moved to la i got a little taste of i guess a bigger worldly more worldly culture yeah. and you know you make friends you talk to people i actually worked this show uh, I didn't work the show. I did a promo for it. Um, Outlander. Um, you might have heard of it. I know it's yes. it's huge. Yeah. Um, and I got paid quite well, actually, to run around in a kilt, shirtless, uh, with spray paint, <laughs> like tattoos all over me, and yes. doing my, my Polish accent all over town. You know. <laughs> me, me, uh, me and about twelve, uh, twenty other burly guys. They had Chippendales they brought in from Vegas. They had this one guy who was. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed Buddhist monk, and they were doing like all kinds of craziness in the streets, yeah. and we were all just running around in our kilts, causing havoc. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to see what the homeland's like. So I yes. went to Scott, amazing, amazing. Oh, yeah, right. Wow, that's so cool. You know, traveled to a lot of places. Have you been to Australia yet? Oh man, it's on the top of my list, my friend. Yeah. Um, I haven't got actually i was looking at a trip either this year or next year and then of course yeah coronavirus uh paid us a visit and travel yes. became uh non-existent yes that's right <laughs> so, well the, fun, the funny thing was i was actually supposed to go to la before this whole pandemic as well so going to well, see my friend friend there and uh right like we'll do that what do they call it? like a like a house swap yeah that's right yeah <laughs> Yeah, let's do a swap. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of the U.S., and, and, you know, every time I've been there, it's amazing. So many things to see. The people are so, so nice and generous. You know, uh, I just put the Australian accent on and they're, oh, my God, that's you're not from here, are you? Um, so always very, very nice to me. But, you know, the things that I'm seeing in the news recently is not the greatest. You know, we've got the pandemic. We've got the the racial. We're only seeing the bad things on the news, and I'm sure that there's more places that are not happening. But how is LA at the moment? And you know, tell us a bit about where you're living at the moment. That's a very interesting question, and I'm glad you brought it up actually, because obviously mo most people are dealing dealing with the pandemic in some way, shape, or form. That's across the globe. I don't know about riots overseas. We have had quite a few here. Um, I know that there, there's rioting and there's protesting. And I'm not going to get into that because yeah, I'm sure absolutely. Uh, they're kind of touchy about it. Yeah. But we've had a lot of um, 
a lot of issues and especially in LA it, it's 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 been crazy because I actually live in in like the spot where people think of when they want to visit Hollywood you know I've got the yes. walk of film four blocks away you know I've got yes. a cat he's uh, uh high voltage studio across the street I can literally walk to all of the things that people like to visit when they come here Amoeba Records down the street yada yada Sunset Strip so when we were having the really bad issues um, with, uh, with that, it was happening all around me. Um, yes. I could literally go on the roof and I'd go to this side of the building and I'd see mobs of people running through the streets, destroying businesses, like burning things. And then on this side, I'd see like sirens just going by like constantly. About mm. 10 helicopters over there and it's crazy because you know you see these things like you know like rodney king back in the day like yes. I, I wasn't but you know of these things that happen all around the world all the time you know uh, uprisings whatever and you just don't really it's it's like you can't prepare for it when it's yes. right in your and happening all around you you know, what it's like you a wanted. movie. It's like a movie, isn't it? Like, you know, you, you see it in the movie and you go, it will never happen to us. <laughs> That's the business I signed up for, right? So I guess I'm just uh, living my dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it, but it, it can be scary, you know? Um, and, you know, the, the police, I guess, you know, are, I don't know what's happening with that right now, but there's a lot of people doing things I think that they normally wouldn't because they know that they can get away with it because there's not as many police out or they're yeah. not they're being you know help people so it's um it's unfortunate and uh, yeah a lot well, of the thing the thing is um, a lot of really good people over there you know uh, hopefully you can uh, solve this problem these problems hopefully i can come back over there and uh you know <laughs> see all my friends again. Uh, everybody can get back to normal and they can get back to their jobs and you know continue <laughs> pretty much yeah that's for sure <laughs> yeah absolutely Let, let's talk about you now specifically so actor model stuntman writer director barber oh no you saw <laughs> now now tell us just before we go through let's before we go through that let, let's um why did i say barber <laughs> <laughs> there was a video on on, on facebook it, yeah it seems like you've got a new profession you know to add to your you know we we do what we can <laughs> you know we got it or we just got to help each other out you know in the pandemic when uh nobody can get their hair cut you know yeah and, no, there might there might not be a lot of work. There's still some here and there, and you know you got to keep up appearances for uh, you know yeah, so Skype auditions and whatnot, like so On, online. <laughs> so, so many things to do, and even play play. You know you've been in plays, TV. So let's go back to when it all uh, began. You were you're from House Springs in Missouri. Is that is that correct? So tell us, a, tell us a little bit about this place growing up. What was it like? I'm not familiar with this place. So I've, I know of Missouri, but uh, I'm not familiar with House Springs. So tell us a little bit about growing up there. Let me tell you about House Springs, Missouri. 
Just okay. <laughs> no. Um, no, it's a small town. Um, it's uh, it's very blue collar. It's it, it honestly, it's a really really nice town. Um, very low amount of crime. Um, just the nicest people. Everyone will give you the shirt off the bat their back. You know, if you need it, figuratively speaking. But there's just not a lot to do there. You know, as I think most small towns can relate. Um, What's the population there, roughly? Oh, geez, I don't even know. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I've never kept track of that, but right. uh, probably tough. I either know probably like fifty percent of the people there, or like right, or, or like know their uh, relative or something. It, it's yeah. it's pretty. But yes. no, it was great. I, I really, really am grateful that I grew up in a place like this because. Um, it's really spread out. You know, there's a lot of room to run around, which I think is important for kids, you know, and especially, especially a safe community, you know, that was nice. I never really had to worry anything, excuse me, worry about anything too much. And we were close enough to St. Louis to, we could, we could go to the Cardinals game, you know, oh, yes. Yes. Um, and you know, there's, there's always stuff to do downtown. So, you know, really not bad, but you know, I'm really, again, uh, a reason that I'm really happy that I came from there is because I learned the value of hard work. Um, you know, I'd have to get up at like 6am, work with the horses, um, you know, feed them, uh, we'd have new ones come and go, uh, and we'd have to train them, you know, um, things like that, you know, milk the goats when we had them, we didn't always have goats, chickens, turkeys, things like that. But, uh, yeah. And, you know, it's definitely not the same businesses out here, completely. but when you've done all that, it gives you a thick skin. So Absolutely. when you're out here, you know, traips in the hills of, uh, of Hollywood, yes. you got thick skin. That's right. Absolutely. So, and did your mother or father, or were they in the entertainment industry as well? Did they acting like, or plays or in the theater? No, actually, my mother is a pharmacist, as are my two sisters. And my dad is a retired uh, police officer who does many, many odd jobs. So I did kind of take a lesson from him about just kind of hustling and, you know, knowing how to communicate with several people at a time, work for several jobs at a time, move, 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 just constantly working on that. So I, that's something I picked up from him. But the acting is actually something that I got into in high school. Here's, here's why. Right. As you can imagine, most people don't even consider like Hollywood, you know, acting, stuntman stuff. And it's not like that. It's not on the radar. <laughs> <laughs> my dad and I used to do Civil War reenacting. Are you right. familiar with yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we traveled the country doing that. That was kind of like our father-son camping bonding time, right? right? No cell phones. Literally, I just, I just got, you know, we'd drag along and we were cavalry. So we'd ride around on horseback and then we'd camp out under the stars but in the 1800s <laughs> you know? that is so cool you know it was neat yeah um and doing that i learned a lot of the things that horseback stunt riders learn out here yes but read into me. you know i i could i can do anything on a horse you know i've jousted i've uh i've uh I can shoot guns, bow and arrow, like, you know, cannons going off all around me. I can, I can, can keep control of my ride, all things like that. You know, I can even, I even learned how to fall correctly and jump on different yeah. ways, mounts. So 
without even knowing it, I was accidentally trained as a stuntman. Right. <laughs> Girl, as so how, the, how, how, so, sorry, sorry to stop you there. Um, how do they train a stuntman? I mean, like, did you have to do training already, like you were saying, or did they actually say, well, I've done this, this, and this? And That question, it, it's not so cut and dry because depending on what your forte is, depending on what your skills are, you're going to train different places. And some people are like professionally trained, like my buddy like runs a studio um, where they work on all kinds of things, primarily fight choreography, but other things too, falls. I've been to the, the fall gyms, I've, I've jumped from like, I don't know, I'm not that high, maybe like 30 feet, you know, onto like a mat, but, you know, like learning how to flip and stuff. There's people who are real pros at that, but usually that's like, that's what they train in specifically. Whereas you've got guys who will do what I do, horseback things, you know, you've got guys who will be, you know, uh, the precision drivers. It's really a bigger field than you would expect. Um, Now I'm personally more of a jack of all trades. So I like to train different, you know, areas. I, I know some combat. I've used that a couple times, and that's varies from like just simple boxing to like I did a little bit of a keto. Uh, I've done some kung fu, uh, you know, swords, guns, things like that. In addition to horses. So, but that's just me, you know. Yes. I've never, you know, I've done some archery too. I've done that quite a bit actually. But yeah, I've never and- like jumped out of a. 50-story building. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah, okay with that. <laughs> right. So has that, obviously, that sort of helped you with having that sort of wide variety of, uh, you know, skills as a stuntman uh, to do that, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's what got me into acting, too, actually. Like, uh, you know, I said I did the Civil War reenacting as a kid. Yeah. Um, as uh, fate would have it, a friend of a friend of my dad. Uh, works in Hollywood as a director, and they wanted to use a set that one of our friends, had, <laughs> there's so many people involved in this, uh, had made in Kansas. And I got my first taste of film out there because they hired us to come out. And it's cool. And that's when I auditioned for my first play. I got the lead role, and you know, then I did like one in college, and then I kind of took some time aside for the frat life. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, so uh, it's it's it says here that you you've done two degrees as well. So tell us about your two degrees that you have. Okay, yeah, no, I have a degree in mass communication and uh, so marketing. Um, basically, you can take that and put that in any field. Yeah, that's is, right. Yeah. Um, and that's just because you know I kind of followed that because I really love people and I love just being around people and you know just having fun and. The more people you know, the more opportunity you have. So it's kind of like a little cheat for me. Yes, <laughs> um, yes. And I have one in digital cinema. And I figured, hey, that could help me when I moved to L.A. Because I knew I was going to move to L.A. I just wanted to get an education first. So I knocked those both out in four years. I was a busy guy. I'm a busy guy now, but I was a busy guy in college, too. Not only was I the Greek council president, but I also was on the student council. Um, I, let me see. Uh, see if I can. I was taking 24 credit hours at the time. I knocked out two majors, and I had a full-time girlfriend at the time who was uh, awesome, but a handful. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. was a handful. I'll leave it yeah. at that. But that was all knocked out about four years, and, uh, and I'm like, if I can do that, I can move to Hollywood, no problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you were saying that um, uh, you got your first break doing the reenactment. 
uh, in Kansas City, right? So tell us what that, that experience was like. Uh, you said there was lots of people involved, including your father. So obviously a proud, proud man seeing his son do something, you know, filmed. Yeah, no, it was actually really funny because uh, in that experience, I wasn't supposed to be there. He got <laughs> hired as the uh, wagon driver. He was the chuck oh. wagon driver. Yes. And, uh, and I was like, hey, can I tag along? You know, I, w- I want to go see what it's like to make a movie. You know, yeah. that's exciting. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. So I went and, you know, just kind of watched from the side. And they asked if I wanted, you know, they knew I was a, an equestrian. So they're like, hey, you want to be in this? I'm like, yeah, sure. How old are you? 15? Oh, uh, yeah, you can. <laughs> Too young. Yeah. We don't do the paperwork. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I was like, all right, whatever. I'll just watch. But here's the deal. They, they uh, were working on this stunt um, in a river one day with the horses. And the guy, they brought in like four or five professionals, professionals from... <laughs> Hollywood, you know, the, out here. And this one guy couldn't do it. Like, he couldn't, he couldn't get his horse to do it. I don't know where they picked him up at yet, but he must have fudged his resume. <laughs> so they're like, what are we going to do? We need this for the scene. Hey, Jim. That's my dad's name, too. Hey, Jim, what's your kid doing right now? I don't know. Probably sitting watching us. Go get him. We're going we're gonna to audition him real quick. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I did the stunt. It was easy. It was so easy. Yeah. Maybe for me. I'd done a lot stupider stuff on a horse. And I nailed it. They're like, okay, we're going to put you to work, kid. You're 18 on paperwork, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's was- awesome. And away, and away you went. So how long was it before you actually did move out to LA and, and what were the, what were you doing in between that period? Um, I, I noticed you did plays as well. So was it short films, you know, um, tell us, tell us a little bit about before you went to LA. Um, I auditioned for my first play my senior year in high school because I knew, I, I, again, I did that one with my dad and we actually got hired by the same director to come back and do another one. One was a civil war one. One was Jesse James. Um, nice play a jesse james game member when i was like 17 that was a lot of fun and i was like hey you know if i'm gonna be moving to hollywood um maybe i should get a little more experience with acting and i know that theater is a lot different from, than film but I should get my feet wet you know see if i got what it takes and i auditioned first audition i'd ever done got the lead role so i felt pretty good about that i'm like hey there must be something to this right um, amazing play like it wasn't a musical, but we, we did a musical that fall, too. Guys and Dolls was the one we did after that. and Did that, too. And then did one in college. Like I said, after that, kind of, you know, kind of lived life a little bit. Yes. Um, and uh, then I did one out here, um, which was uh, interesting, actually. It was, it was a small theater, a black box theater. But it was right up the street, so it was convenient. Uh, I knew a lot of people in it, so it was fun hanging out. And it was to the Dark Side of the Moon, which is uh, the Pink Floyd album. So that right. was, was super trippy. But, you know, that's Hollywood, right? Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> it's always interesting. And, uh, and I, I've said it uh, numerous times now on the podcast is like when I go to L.A., um, I really like the people 
are there. You can go to a bar and you can turn to the person next to you and go, hey, where are you from? Or I'm from Chicago. Or where are you from? I'm from a small town in, uh, you know, Atlanta. Uh, Where are you from? I'm from, you know, all walks of life. Not too many people here from LA. And I could just sit there and just listen to them, uh, you know, talk about their experiences. I want to be an actor. I want to be a... Um, you know, makeup artist, I want to be a musician, I want to be a rock star. So what was the first experience like coming out to LA? You know, what were your sort of impressions and, you know, what are your impressions now of LA? I got to tell you, when I moved out here, it was like moving to Oz. It was, yeah. un- I, I had, this is embarrassing, but I can laugh about it now. I didn't know how to cross the street. You know, we have these little buttons that you push that, oh. you know, a little walk guy comes on <laughs> yes. and got to like a stoplight and I was waiting for the little walk guy because I knew there was supposed to be one, but he wouldn't yes. come and I didn't know the button was there. So I waited for like four lights and I'm like, is it broken? What do I do? And then someone finally comes along and hits the button. I'm just like, okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how green I was. Okay. I had literally never lived in a situation like this and it was tough too. I didn't know anyone. Um, I hit up a few uh, fraternity brothers who hit up other fraternity brothers. They, these guys went to Chico up north. Right. I didn't know them personally, but someone had recommended them, like a friend of a friend. And they're like, yeah, dude, you know, uh, we've been living here for a bit. You can stay at our place. And God bless their heart. I was staying in a closet um on the floor on old couch cushions which i later found out were infested with bed bugs which i did not know were real but i assure <laughs> you they are and they're not <laughs> yes that was my first experience in LA. it was not great but i'll tell you what seeing the beach for the first time yeah. you, you just game can't. over <laughs> it was, that was that was yes. yeah now though i mean I know what LA is. Um, and I say that with humility because no one knows what LA is. Yes. <laughs> um, it's trying to figure it out, you know? <laughs> own, it's got its own pulse and yes. it, it changes on a dime. But I have been blessed to find the opportunities that I have and help me navigate my way through these muddy waters. It's a beautiful town, but you really, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier, you really have to have a thick skin to survive out here because people will take advantage of you. They will tell you they're not true. um, And they will be very convincing. Now it's up to you to just make the best decisions and for yourself and just stay true to yourself too, because there are some things that sound great and you might be tempted to do, but I can, uh, you know, we've all, you know, gone through crazy things, but I've heard some pretty dark stories and that's what people don't talk about, but that aside. So again, if anyone is coming out here, if anyone's watching this, thinking about it, don't let that deter you. Just keep it in mind. It's a be- it, you know what the great part of LA is, is there's opportunity. There's just yes. endless opportunity. Yes. And a lot of it is luck. But you know what? If you play your cards right, you can make your own luck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's taking that chance to go, to go there. And this is what I want to do. So 
I need to go to LA to try it. If it doesn't work out, okay, cool. I'll, I'll you know, do something else. Yeah, and uh, you know, just try to be a good person too. You know, a lot of people think that they have to step on others to uh, mm. get ahead here. Maybe it works for some people, but I've seen more often than not it coming back to bite them in the butt because yeah. uh, karma goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're, we're going through uh, a couple of your stunt performances. You know, very early it says like 2006. So you, besides stunt, you, uh, like I said before, writer, director, producer, um, actor, uh, TV series. Um, you know, there's. Can you be in three places at the one time, or? <laughs> well, I'll t- I'll tell you, and I don't want to burst your bubble here, but that first one that's on there is is uh, the high school. Uh, when I the one that I was talking about with the History yes. Channel, PBS. Yes. So the gap there where I was in college. <laughs> right, um, got you. Finished high school. So there's a couple of years there. Though that I will makes- say, I moved to LA, and it, this is still my primary thing is is acting. I I do stunt work and I love it, but I work hard. Like stunt work kind of comes on me based on like I'll get submitted from an agent still here and there too um but i put most of my energy into acting um and you know there's different opinions on that people will tell you oh well you shouldn't act if you want to do stunts and and oh it's great if you act if you do stunts but again you just got to figure out what's best for you now to answer your question about the director and everything i've done some short films that i've directed and it's mainly because I've had the opportunity to work with certain people. Right. Um, for example, I shot a Western in uh, Bishop, California, Alabama Hills, which is where they shot a, some of Star Wars. I believe that's the original Tatooine was up there. I know yeah, it's right. Star Wars. I can't remember if it's Tatooine or a different part. But Tremors, a lot of old uh, spaghetti Westerns. Uh, <laughs> Uh, part of the first Iron Man, like we were shooting right there in all these sets. And I'll tell you, I went up there to shoot this feature film that I got hired for as a stuntman. And I had them write me some lines too, because like, I'm like, it's not worth my time to drive up there if you're going to pay me like this. And I don't get like, there's a lot of negotiation that happens, you know? Yes. So I got them to, uh, you know, meet my demands. And it was terrible. <laughs> These people were fresh out of, they kept saying, oh, we went to USC. We went to USC. So we know film. I'm like, when did you graduate? And like, how much did your parents pay for you to graduate? That's right. You don't know anything. It's so <laughs> obvious. So there were probably, this is probably maybe, I'd say there were probably 60 to 80 people on the set, right? And we were all stuck in the middle of the desert to get to this ghost town that we shot at. We had to take a four-wheel drive vehicle to get there, and not all of us had that. I I know I didn't. Um, And keep in mind, we drove four hours to get to just the base of this, like, mountain that you have to go up, and you have to basically rock crawl to get to this town. And we're stuck up here for, like, all day. We want to leave. We're not being fed. There's no water like we're sitting in this saloon which is cool we're having fun but we end up just like shooting our own thing on our phones to get some <sighs> footage feels because we're in great costumes in this great set but the director and producer could not pull it off so oh my god 
I, to this day, I call it the nightmare set. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know what's going to come out of these things because the pro- I'm sorry, I said that the producer before. The producer was actually a really cool guy, and he lived up there. He works on commercials all the time. He's very well. Yes. He's very accomplished. He's very busy. I was lucky enough to get a ride back home in his Jeep or back down the hill. Um, and he and I had got to talking because I write, um, quite a bit and he's like, Oh, I like those ideas. Tell you what, you guys seem cool. Write me something. Just give me like a 10 page short that we can shoot up here and I'll provide everything. You want horses? I'll get you horses. You want costume, weapon, a drone. I got it all. I'm like, I'll take all location. All, (laughs) And it was like, he paid for everything. It was amazing. So it was really neat meeting people like that. And I've worked with him since in the past, but I wrote up, you know, like the 10 page thing, like, yes, I had it to him maybe three, four days later, something like that. And I had just done a movie like a week before, maybe two weeks before where I'd met another guy. We were both uh, knights riding into battle with suits of armor. And I was talking to him, you know, between takes. Uh, He's like, you know, I'm like, hey, I, how'd you learn horses? I'm like, I did some warrior acting. I grew up with him. He's like, well, I used to do medieval jousting. I'm like, no way. <laughs> so we're talking about, like, oh yeah, how did how did you how do you uh, usually uh, you know f- fall like this way or like what what would you do in this situation? Just you know, kind of you know talking. And he's like, well, you know, I do all this stuff, but I don't have any real footage of it, so these casting directors don't know that I can do it because I moved out here and I never thought to film myself. It was just a live show that I did. You know, I'm yes. like, me too, me too. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> So, um, you know, I, I got, I wrote a part for him to where he could get shot off the horse. Um, so that looked great. We had a shot from the drone up above. It looked amazing. Um, and I had my friend Nand, who is, uh, he's not Native American, but he looks pretty close. And yeah. so was, you know, I'm going to write him in. He just, he does fire breathing. Um, right. So I'm to like breathe fire for a scene. And so we had talents that they could show i did a little bit of gun spinning and i got to do some trick roping and it all panned out you know but i've really only directed about three times including that and that was a great set it was very fortuitous everyone just meshed well you know it was a good group yes it works that way i got lucky directing is a pain in the butt that i wouldn't wish on <laughs> You've got so much going on. You've got to deal with this over here, that over there. This went wrong. That went wrong. This person's late. This person is hungry. Yeah. Nightmare. (laughs) I prefer not to. (laughs) (laughs) In saying that in the future, if something come up and said, hey, we want you to direct, we've seen your previous, would it it be like a money factor or would it? It would certainly, because everything's got a price tag out here. So yes, consider it. But I'd have to know who was involved. I'd yes. have to know the professional um, because I've done those shoots and I, I just I'd prefer not to get into it. But do you, not would, everyone would you would you be able? I'm sure sure you'd be able to have your team as well if you if you're a future producer as well. You know you'd want to have the guys that are reliable. It would be, it would certainly be a money issue um, for sure. And you know I would keep at it. And again, one of my majors was uh, digital cinema. I learned editing, I learned pre-production, post-production, lights, camera, action, sound, all of it. So I know every angle, which has helped me over the years. Um, I've, you know, I did some of that in school. 
so I'm confident doing it. Um, so I know now that I've had the experience, I feel like I, I could do it for, for money and not just for like side projects, which is interesting that you bring that up actually, because I, I wrote a, a star Wars fan film, uh, for a group of the stunt guys. Cause these guys are experts, in, you know, running jump spin kicks and all this stuff. I'm like, eh, let's put a lightsaber in their hand and it could look yes. cool. Right? <laughs> <laughs> We, uh, we filmed part of that and we have uh, one more day of pickup shots and uh, you know what once this comes out I'm pretty happy with it I mean there, it's got its kinks and we had again issues on set but if, if it's done right it could it could turn out pretty well so I mean there is a possibility that I would get asked to direct just based on what um, these uh, uh, what people see and what they think so yes. you know never count it Absolutely. out yeah for sure and speaking of being on a set and being in the right place at the right time uh we spoke about it a little bit before that you cross paths with mr brad pitt as well you were saying before you you know come from the same area so what was that experience like no that was great yeah no um i met uh i met brad on uh on was it paramount set and we were actually kind of crossing ways i was in my newsy outfit they they put me in for this this thing uh he was uh actually coming from a meeting which i i had just seen uh dicaprio too so i know it was for once upon a time in hollywood i think it was right. a press meeting but yeah we just kind of crossed paths and i'm like hey man you know good to see another missouri guy repping it out here and he's it's funny because his publicist is like hey you know leave mr pitt alone and brad's like what'd you say I'm like yeah dude like i'm i'm from your neck of the wood he stops he comes over and talks to me and he's right. like oh man like where'd you go to school you know oh yeah and i'm like i know that area oh and because i've done shows too i've done cowboy shows where the gun spinning the rope you know the, just right. his like where he's from so we had a good old time. We were talking for me. And it would you know, seem longer than it was because he's an idol of mine. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, it was probably like a minute or something like that. But it was funny. The public said, we got to go. We got to go. He's like, shut up, man. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but do, do you sort of find that with other, other stars as well? Like they're just like pretty down to earth or, or is it just depends? It's hit or miss. Uh, yeah. I actually yoga class with uh, Chris Pratt. And oh, that right. guy um and he's super cool um yeah, yeah we, we hung out in the locker room him me and my buddy just like chilling for like maybe 15 20 minutes talking about this talking about that so down to earth super cool i met a uh, travolta on an elevator <laughs> i think it was funny because uh i think i'm trying to remember like he walked in with his security guard and i was already in it i was i was just kind of spacing out and like thinking about because i think i was coming from an acting class or something mm. and he walks in i'm like like not looking at him but i'm thinking like i looked familiar wait a second wait no no well i am in hollywood <laughs> and i just look at him and he's he's sitting here smiling the biggest like shitting grin <laughs> looking at me and like yeah i was waiting for you to look man <laughs> like, <laughs> And you know, we, we shook hands. We, we, we talked for a second, so we hit our floor, but he was nice. Ah, oh, man, I, I don't want to, like, talk dirty about certain people, but certain people that I've met, though, too, are just, ooh, 
just the worst people in the world, just so spoiled and so full of themselves. I, I, I'll, out of respect, I won't say who they are. <laughs> you can but, tell me after. <laughs> Confidentially. <laughs> I don't even think you'll be surprised. But but uh, of course uh, of course but like you're gonna get those people that are look at me this is me and everybody else lives in the world that I I created. <laughs> <you know? laughs> there's people you love to hate. Um, Bruce Campbell uh, is a huge actor. He yeah. uh, is really funny actually. Uh, did I talk about the Outlander thing earlier? Did we, yes. Did we yes. So that same company hired me to be Ash from Ash versus Evil Dead. You know like. The, they made it into a star series, but it was, you know, the Evil Dead 1 and 2, uh, Army of Darkness. Classics, cult classics. Yes. And Bruce Campbell, I was hired to be him along with like 30 other guys. So we were literally all Bruce Campbell. Like we had we had black Bruce Campbell, we had white Bruce Campbell, we had short Bruce Campbell, we had tall Bruce Campbell. Like we had, it was goofy and it was great. We all had our chainsaw arms and just goofing around with people. Yes. Of course, we, you know, hung out with him a little bit, you know, not really hung out. He was going from photo op to photo op, but like he wanted to get some press pictures with us. And, you know, I got to talk to him for a little bit. And he it's the weirdest thing because he wasn't like nice, but he was like the dick that you love to hate. You know, he was just like perfectly like. Like, I I can't hate you, man. This is who you are. You know what I mean? (laughs) He wasn't like acting that way to be mean to anyone. It's just like his personality. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, to, totally understand. I'm uh, just looking at the list of uh, of what you've done through your career. You know, we could spend another three or four hours going through it. Can you, you know, one or two sort of highlights uh, of your career that that sort of stand out? If you had to show something to so, uh, like a, a producer or a director, what what would you sort of okay? These are my str- strengths. Yeah, no, um, it's a, it's it's a good question. It's, it's tricky though because, for example, almost every set that I've been on has a positive and negative. Yes, um, I worked two seasons. Only one has been released so far, but I worked two seasons on an Amazon show called Backstabber. Now, so. Oh, was it was okay um i was i was the main villain um and uh and it was great to be on set constantly for months at a time you know it, you really when you get an opportunity like that you learn your lines so quickly you you really are just like there's a lot of pressure on you and if you really have to learn how to handle that so that was great and i actually got a golden globe nomination for that which was wow cool, cool. just the nomination amazing I didn't win, <laughs> Wait, but that's Domination okay. Or, you know, that's that's still yeah. very high praise. <laughs> I'll, take I'll take what I can get. <laughs> but <laughs> the show itself was a nightmare set. Not the nightmare set, but it was not fun. The director, creator, was uh, not respectful of anyone. Anyone. And we all end, eventually ended up quitting. <laughs> wow. Like, like we're, we talked to our agents after season two, our contracts, like we had to renew them. And a lot of us were just like, nah, we're good. So you won't see a season three. <laughs> then is it, it, is it, it just like a matter of communication like, like that fell, fell through? Like communication between the... Very selfish person. He wasn't respectful mm-hmm. of people's time. He, he, he had attitude. 
And I, I really don't like talking bad about anyone, but yeah. I mean, trust me, I'm actually doing him justice. Like, I'm actually being. <laughs> I won't right. tell. You. All the, the, all thing the, is, the thing is, the, well, the one thing I guess you're learning from all these bad situations and put that into your sort of uh, repertoire. And it's true, you know, and I, before I, in high school, um, before I got into, you know, acting and uh, stunt work, I did a lot of sports. And I actually, at our school, Northwest, we were one of the best wrestling teams in the nation. Oh. Like, and, and I'm I'm six foot three gangly like <laughs> I put, <laughs> I've been out here in a good way but like I was Mr. Fantastic out there you know I was that I, I was not built to be a wrestler but yes. we were way better than our basketball team like way more known <laughs> the glory man I just wanted the glory yeah so it was basically a crash dummy for the better wrestlers and I was okay with that I felt like I was doing my part. <laughs> learning from just athletes on that caliber um and my dad you know he's a big advocate for this what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and it there's something to be learned in every situation even if it's just you know oh i should have put the guy in a head and arm rather than gone for the cow catcher i'll, I'll keep it in mind next time or yeah. so compare that out here oh i i shouldn't have gone to that western shoot you know an hour or sorry, four hours away and sat in the sun. But you never know what comes of it either, though, too. That's right. So it's all in the mentality. And again, I think that goes with the, we keep coming back to the thick skin you need out here. You need thick skin, you need willpower, and you need to be able to turn any situation into a positive. Because you have situations like that. Yes. The whole passion, the whole passion of being an actor, that that's, you know, driving four hours for a short film or something like that, you know. <laughs> that's what it's all yeah. about. Yeah, you know, it's it's what they say the key to acting is, right? Uh, you're going to hear this from everybody out here. They'll, they'll beat it into you. Key yeah. to acting, reacting. <laughs> yes. The stunts. Um, how long did it take you to develop all these different types of stunts? I mean, it's not just something that you can click your fingers and away you go. So how, how long did, were you like a natural at doing that? Or was it something that you really had to work hard on? Well, I'll tell you what, um, I always had the mentality for it, which helped, uh, and I'm a good learner, so I pick up on things pretty quickly. As we talked about before, I got lucky and was trained on the stunts uh, on horseback with guns, swords, since being a kid, so it just kind of happened. Whereas the fighting um, became a thing out here. I, a lot of it, honestly, I picked up from being on sets. I learned a couple fight sequences for uh, some shows that I was on. And like we'd have a choreographer there that would just teach me simple things here and there. So and then I, I've and then uh, that kind of get, went into once I got a taste for that, it went into taking some courses. Uh, there's a place called Jam where uh, a lot of the stunt guys will go and perform, and you'll see some interesting things there. Um, you'll see like uh, gymnasts, you'll see uh, trickers, um, a lot of martial arts happening. They have a lot of uh, they have a foam pit. You can work on your flips have a trampoline for the same purpose and that's where they have that uh that kind of high dive situation yeah. too so you go to a gym like that um someone i'd worked with i'd actually just gotten off of a set for a pilot that i shot uh kind of a uh vigilante superhero type of show 
Um, I don't think it ever went anywhere. I and mean, last I heard it, uh, it's still in post-production and I go, but I, I don't know. I, one of the guys that I worked with on that, who was doing a lot, he was flipping all over the place. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, Hey man, uh, how long did the same question you're asking? How long did yeah. it take you? And, you know, where do you, where do you practice? What, what's, what's the key? Uh, and he's like, come with me, man. I'll take you up there sometimes, you know? So I went up there and started going, learned a thing here, there, you know? And, um, and that was a good first, first step, you know, and, uh, other thing, you know, and then once you have a basic knowledge, uh, once you have like how to move, I was taking Kung Fu shortly after that. So Wushu Kung Fu is actually what they use in a lot of different fight forms out here. It's kind of like, um, the way I see it is, uh, for fight, for fight choreography and people will argue with this, but this is just the easiest way I can put it into words. Um, for a lot of fight sequences, Wushu is similar to Latin. If you want to learn like German or for, uh, I think it was a German, French, Spanish the the ones that latin all came from so it's like the baseline that you can build off of so um it's just honestly just kind of the hustling thing you know you find people who are doing something that you think can help you make a relationship and go train with them yeah, right. and speaking of, of uh, stunts and all that um have you had any sort of like uh injuries um, in this time, like you're throwing your body around all the time. Is there been any sort of injuries or you've been lucky? I tell you what, I've only broken two bones in my life. That's a and, good, that's a good start. And, and they weren't doing anything stupid. <laughs> Walking. And, and one was just, I, I tripped in my apartment. That was it. And they were, <laughs> well, I shouldn't be laughing, but, uh, you know, it's, no, it's a good. Actually, I did accident, accidentally get hit in the face doing a fight sequence once, and it chipped a tooth. Right. And, and it was really funny because I was actually bleeding, and the director is like, "What? Well, what was that? Like, did someone give him makeup? Like, yes, come from?" And I was like, "No, no, he got me. He swung too wide, man." So. Not bad though, honestly. Yeah. I've been like, very lucky, um, and I've you know I've been. I think a reason that I, I'm attracted to it also is not just because I have the experience with the horses, and not just because I like to live life in the fast lane as it is, you know, and they, they do all these crazy things. I've always kind of been an adrenaline junkie. When I went to Spain a few years ago uh, with a couple of the guys, I ran with the bulls, which is one of the oh, dumbest, nice. and I loved it. <laughs> I got hit. I got a great video, a little POV of it going over and got a hoof in the face. It was, it was great. That's all I felt. <laughs> you know, cliff, uh, cliff diving. Uh, I, I did a photo shoot, actually, on the edge of a skyscraper in downtown L.A. Now, I didn't have to do anything for that, but let me tell you, my heart was pumping. The <laughs> edge. <laughs> And the photographer was scared to death. And I'm like, yeah, actually, I'm scared, too. That's not that's that's not common for me. <laughs> yes. It was scary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so one of, one of the things that I'm always interested to talk about, uh, like, like with people in the entertainment industry, is like L.A., great place to live, but there's a whole image 
you know, the pressures of looking your best at all times, keeping fit and healthy. So how do you keep physically fit? Have you always had that uh, sort of drive, that, you know, to keep fit, eat healthy food? Fitness has been a journey out here for me. Yeah. Um, I've always been an athlete, um, at least since high school. Yes. Um, I used to be overweight as a kid. So when high school came around and I like managed to lose it all, I grew up instead of out. And then I started working out, just kind of made my own regimen. I was like, I'm never going back. It's just, yes. it's like much better when you're healthy. <laughs> it, yes. you, it really, it, you just get so much more out of it. Yes. Um, but moving out here was different because I've never been the guy who's had like natural abs. I know those guys. And those are the guys we all hate, you know, let's be honest. <laughs> You can eat a pizza and then you got a full six pack. Like, dude, <laughs> work that way. <laughs> yes. I mean, I've done, I've picked things up as I've been out here. You know, I, I've done commercials, I've done fitness shoots, and every time I do it, I pick up on like something from someone. Uh, a lot of the people that I know are also in the industry, so they have to, you know, keep up with their bodies as well. One of my best friends out here is actually the uh, reigning champ to two years of uh, Mr. Muscle Beach in Venice oh. Beach. So he's a physique competitor, which is uh, anyone who's not familiar. Physique is basically how big you can get when you don't do steroids. You can still get pretty big, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's being around like-minded people and picking up things. I'll say COVID sucks. And... <laughs> Close my gym, and I'm still bent out of shape about it. Yeah. <laughs> When's it gonna open? But you know. oh well, see, I've got a membership to Golds, but I actually just canceled that because my home—it's a traveling membership—and my home base gym back in Missouri closed down because of all this. Yeah. So, whatever. But <laughs> in my apartment building, there's a nice gym, and I'm. Aside from like one other person, sometimes nobody uses it. So like Jimmy's personal gym, and it's great. <laughs> and so you can imagine my disdain when they closed it up and made it into a mail room yeah. because like you get the gym back when the pandemic's over. I'm like, but nobody uses it but me. No, right. like leave me alone. Let me have my sanctum. You know, yes, absolutely. So, but I mean, I've I, I've got some weights here. Um, I've got you know I've got the basics. I've got a pull up bar. I've got weights. I've got a, a aerobic ball. Things like that. And you know, it's the weather's always perfect here. Yes. <laughs> that so I can go running whenever I want. I go to the I go to the beach once a week now. Hang out with some friends there. And I, I'll tell you too, uh, when I work on like you know just brushing up on like my bow staff or my swords, it can take a lot out of you. I'll go to the park and you know, be whipping those things around and you feel it in your abs. You work up a sweat. I'll be working with my ropes, trick roping, same type of thing. So I, I find ways. Yeah, yeah. Right. And ha have you done your push-ups recently? Like your, uh, your, your, your thousand push-ups? You know? <laughs> Ted's book. Don't tell him that. Have to. He's posting it all the time. I feel bad. So what a cool guy. And you've met him too on uh, flirty dancing. You've both done flirty dancing. So let's talk about that. I've never met Ted in person. Oh right. We connected via Instagram because because right. we were on the same episode. 
he's been real cool. You know, we talk from time to time. I, I love seeing him. You know, he, he's one of the few people on the show who, or one of, the, I don't know how many, I didn't watch all the episodes, but he's one of the people on the show who stayed with his match. So that was great. Yes. Very happy for him. Um, so yeah, uh, good for him. And you did it recently. Uh, I do believe it was at the start of this year. Yeah, we filmed back in October, actually. Right. Which was actually a pretty quick turnaround, all things considered. So and it doesn't say on your resume that you're a dancer. So, so where did that all come about? They want it because they, they want, you know, a diversity of uh, people's careers. And, you know, actors are a dime a dozen out here. So they yeah. wanted me you know, for my stunt work. We actually it did a whole day of filming. We filmed in my uh, the, a different gym that uh, is currently closed. It's called the Bad Cave. Uh, right. Brazen Action Design is what it uh, stands for. And these are some serious stunt guys, like um, some real players. But we uh, Fox had rented that out uh, because I know the owner, so he gave us the hookup. And uh, we did a lot of like uh, fighting there and some flips and things like that. And they didn't use it. I, I guess they only had so much time and they wanted to focus more on my horsemanship, which is fine with me. You know, I shut yes. off a little bit of work and whatnot. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was a good opportunity to, you know, just kind of have fun, you know, and I love, here's the thing. I love to dance. That doesn't make me a professional dancer. Not claiming that Um, (laughs) people would argue if I did, (laughs) Uh, but I'm a free spirit, man. Honestly, that anything that makes me move, you know, that's what it's all about. So it was cool. You know, I, I don't know if they told people on the show i only had two days like two four-hour sessions to learn that dance which is no small thing there yes. was a lot going on and we'd never been to the location before there were no steps <laughs> on the location i had to run down like two flights of steps and whenever we were you know rehearsing it was like just run in place i'm like <laughs> wow and who who was your uh, who was the person that was helping you out? Was it Falcher Amowski? Yeah, and I mean I didn't know who he was at the time. I really never watched you know shows like that. And uh, he was I guess on uh, Dancing with the Stars. Um, but I mean he knows his stuff. He's a real pro. And yeah, so that I was really fortunate that he could help out. And Audrey was my dance partner but you didn't get to see her. Uh, right. That was. All right. Well, let's, let's get close to, to wrapping it up here, Jimmy. Um, I think we can talk for another, another two hours uh, after the pandemic. Uh, you know, what does the future hold for, for Jimmy? So obviously uh, things are uncertain right now because of uh, the pandemic, but luckily uh, I have, a gig coming up in Missouri, actually, uh, down at a place called Silver Dollar City, which is in uh, the heart of Branson. Now, Silver Dollar City is a cowboy-themed theme park, and I've done this show before, so it's kind of like I'm just returning home to see a bunch of people that I already know. And I do trick rope, gun spinning, put on like a little comedy show, um, and uh, there'll be a chuck wagon there, too. So they're going to be like cooking up some uh, some recipes. uh, So we'll see where that goes. my uh, my representation out there wants to do a sponsorship with Jack Lynx. Um, so we might get some free beef, jer- beef jerky out of it. We'll see. <laughs> uh, 
not going to count my chickens, but that'd be great. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the biggest, the big thing coming up. I just had a second callback for a movie shooting in Boston, uh, like a frat frat movie, which I've done those before. I'm, uh, I've been told that I'm still very much a frat guy, which uh, I think is a compliment. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, and, so I, and and continue traveling and uh, will, will you are you happy to stay in LA or is for the time being you know it's tricky right now I definitely will be staying in LA but it is yeah. tricky when you're not allowed to work out here uh paying rent because it's not cheap <laughs> yes um, yeah. so yeah I, I'm I, I've got enough money saved up that I'm good but it would be nice not to have to dip into my savings and I think a lot of people can identify with that yeah absolutely right now um i'm very fortunate to be spending a month or i think closer to two months um back uh back at silver dollar city because i get to do what i love maybe uh plan something for when i get back i actually now that i'm thinking about it we have a couple projects coming up with the same stunt crew we did the star wars team they're working right for, uh, for a kickstarter um so we'll see where that goes Right. We'll see. <laughs> what your experience has been like with uh, going to Comic Con. Oh man, down in San Diego, right? Yeah. Oh man, they're incredible. Honestly, even if you're not a comic book fan, I recommend everyone go to one at some point. Because these days, it's not just comic books. It's like movies. Um, you know, celebrities will go down there do signings. I met Lou Ferrigno at signing. Yeah, right. He's a big guy still. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, uh, it's, it's just the energy down there is insane. Like, and everyone's dressed it's like it's like Halloween, but <laughs> it's like it's like five days of Halloween. Who <laughs> like, wouldn't want that? Yeah. Um, but you know, I actually uh, I know you're trying to wrap up here, but uh, now that you got me thinking, like you know, I got this. Uh, I do a lot of traveling, as you Tell know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it is for work. And I actually got this at the Super Bowl this year. Oh, um, come on. Yeah, wow. like, down in uh, Florida. I was there with Fox, and I got treated like a king, man. I was literally just representing Fox, Fox wow. Sports. And they fly me all over the country. Like, nah, I probably shouldn't talk about that. You guys will get jealous. <laughs> oh, come on. Like, you're, you're living the dream. You're living our dreams. So, you know, come on. Tell us. Yeah. You know, it's pretty cool. I've done football tours, uh, uh, baseball, hockey, um, freaking golf tours. <laughs> so, you're like, you know, like, you know obviously a big baseball, uh, football fan, right? Did you actually play in, in college or? No, 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 no. I, I was the only sport I did in college was track, and right. I, I only did it freshman year. But no, how, was I, your, how did you get involved did, with Fox? Fox with the major league sports. Sometimes I do like on-air uh, representations, so I don't want to say like an uh, like a reporter, but it's kind of like a sideline reporter. And and I worked with them once or twice. I did a commercial for them for the Angels, and after that they kind of just liked me, and they're like, hey, you know. We need you and like one other person to just travel the country and, you know, just help out. You know, sometimes you'll be on air. Sometimes you'll just be like giving out free stuff to kids or, you know, whatever. I'm like, that sounds good to me. <laughs> um, I mean, the, just the opportunities. Um, I mean, I've been to Fort Bragg um, and we like entertain the troops out there. Wow. Uh, All-star games. I met Shaq. 
And come on, I swear I met Shaq too. Yeah, I met Shaq in LA. <laughs> He's like half T Rex. I swear. It's just... <laughs> He's a big boy. <laughs> but. Um, like 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 uh i give him a handshake and and it was like double double my hand i was like oh my god <laughs> i'd be in the nba if i were that big too <laughs> like, yeah, that's right yeah. he's a nice guy he's a big teddy bear <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah no just very fortunate i will say i i've had a lot of luck um in the industry a lot of luck uh, you know just with things that i do and opportunities that i've gotten but it was all a chance that I took coming out here. You know, I never would have gotten that That's if right. I make it. And let, me, let, me, let me ask this question, Jimmy. What would you say to an inspiring actor that's from Australia or, or from anywhere, really, that wants to make it in L.A.? Okay. Uh, there's a few things I'd say, the first of which would be uh, be open-minded. Don't be a drama queen. Um, don't take yourself too seriously. But also don't sell yourself short there's just a million opportunities out here and there will be there'll be things that like you'll go to an audition sometime and you'll be like that was the best audition ever why didn't i get it you'll be waiting for a call why didn't i get it don't let it bother you it has nothing to do with you it's it, either you're too tall it happens to me a lot you can't dwarf the other actors you're too tall <laughs> wrong, right. wrong hair color we don't like the way that your shoulder is a little, you know, higher than the other one. I, I don't know. It, it could be anything. So just do not take it to heart. Just move on to the next. While you're doing that, this is the second point. While you're doing that, be looking for other opportunities. Never, a lot of make, people make this mistake when they get an agent out here. And they, they say, oh, I got an agent. Now I don't have to look for work. <laughs> no. Yes. Your agent helps you work. But it's still all up to you. Okay. That's right. So you submitting or she's submitting, you're also submitting. Okay. So be humble because you never know when the oppor next opportunity is going to be. You know, just because you got a good gig doesn't mean uh, you can skate. Just be nice to people. And this is, a, I think, a lesson that most people should have in life in general. Be nice to nice. people. Because that's when opportunities come. People want to work with people who are nice to other people. Yeah, absolutely. Be motivated, stay motivated, work hard. That should yeah. do it. That's great advice. Finally, where can our listeners uh, find you on social media? Yeah, so I'm relatively new to TikTok, so I won't put that there. But uh, my Instagram, you can always find me there. That's uh, just my name, Jimmy Flintsmith, at Jimmy Flintsmith. Uh, you can look for me on Facebook too. Uh, if you do that, though, you're you, you know you're gonna have to send me a message because I'm a little more picky about who I let into that. So, Same. Instagram primarily be the way to go. Instagram, not a problem. Before we go, um, I've just got a couple of like random questions that I, I like to ask. Uh, you just give me first thing that comes into your into your mind. Couple questions. Are you ready, Jimmy? Let's do it. Fire away. All right. What is your top five international destinations uh places that i want to go or places that i've been where you've been to where i've been to mm -hmm. i love scotland edinburgh was amazing i'd go back in a heartbeat amazing germany same way love munich the beer is amazing <laughs> let's see 
you know what? I'm going to give you two that I've been to and three that I want to go to just because okay. I'm okay. the other one. But like, I already know that those two are narrowed down. Australia and New Zealand. It's going to be a package deal. I can't wait to go. It's going to be amazing. In fact, I'm going to have to talk to you after the show about getting a little kangaroo because I've been tossing around. The, everyone's got little dogs out here. I want to get a kangaroo. <laughs> you might have something to say about that. So we'll talk after the show. Um, <laughs> so I've been to Switzerland, but I would like to go back and explore it more. I'd like to go skiing out there. So, uh, And I went in the summer last time. So we'll do Switzerland. And lastly, St. Petersburg. Mm. You've been to Russia? No, this is where I want to go. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I switched it up on you. No, it just looks amazing, so I got to go. Yes, yeah, and the whole culture thing just, yeah, it's drawing me in as well. (laughs) What can I say? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Your top, I'm not going to say five this time, I'm going to say three. So your top three favorite actors all time. All time. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. He's amazing. Everything. This is gold. Jack Nicholson and Brad Pitt. Those three. That's some pretty good ones. <laughs> pretty good ones right there. One third of the way there. <laughs> <laughs> and mo- movies. Uh, what, what are your all time favorite movies? I, I keep. Yeah. So I'm always interested to know all time. You know, I mean, that's a big, broad, lots of movies, but I want to see your. You know, your, your variety of interests. Oh, yeah. I'm all over the place. I like dramas a lot. Mysteries are awesome. But I will say my top two, this is a dead tie. Mm-hmm. Breakfast Club, classic. And American Psycho. Right. Yeah. Definitely good ones right there. Who's your favorite major league team? Cardinals, no doubt. Cardinals, Love yes. my bird. <laughs> yeah. You said you used to go and watch them play there all the time, right? Oh, yeah, Bush Stadium. Man. That's uh, that's as close as we get to vacation, I think, out in L.A. Or out in St. Louis. It's, everyone can unite around going to a Cardinals game. Cardinals. It's yeah. And, and the, what was the rivalry like the, the Cardinals versus the Cubs, right? Is, oh, yeah. Yeah. Take those Cubbies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, they're going down when they play us. <laughs> who, who are your top two or three musical artists? You know, I don't listen to them as much anymore, but I've always been a fan of Linkin Park. Come on, um, Journey. Yes, and really like Kygo a lot. Actually, it's very interesting. You know, I I like country music, but I also like house music. I, I'm not yes. picky. I've been in that. You know lecture house a lot lately so. all right jimmy thank you very much for your time uh, amazing talent uh, again i don't know how you fit all this into one schedule there should be like i don't know if there's three or four jimmy's running around you know doing other jobs but um continue to do what you're doing bit a bit of a, a role model for some of the people coming to la you know that want to sort of go into your sort of field so Really, really appreciate your time. Come back on uh, next time after the pandemic. We'll, we'll keep going with uh, your story. Love to. Thanks for having me. All right, Jimmy. Thanks again for your time. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.